hey jumping on here very briefly to share a naughty idea with you um, i don't really get too uh sexual or naughty on this podcast it's mostly very professional but i think it illustrates a very important point about the mind and our thoughts and i wanted to detail some progress based off of some meditation and some results that I'm noticing in my life. So the first idea is about the basic premise of meditation is that it means to become familiar with. Meditation is about learning to know yourself. It's becoming familiar with yourself and your mind and your thoughts. And the big question is, is, do you believe that your thoughts impact your life? Because if you don't really think that they impact you that much, then there really isn't that much importance to be placed on becoming conscious of your thoughts. And I wanted to illustrate how I know, because I keep having to ask myself, is it really that important that I'm doing all this meditation and trying to be as conscious as possible of my thoughts? And I had a reminder today, which is the naughty part of this show, that just shows me that it is true, um, that it is important to be conscious of my thoughts because they impact our bodies. And here's why. If you have any skepticism about the impact on your thoughts, on your health and your body and your well-being, because the big argument is, can your thoughts make you well? And can your thoughts make you sick? Right? Where does all this disease come from? Where does wellness come from? And in the quantum field, in the quantum uh, theory, scientists are arguing that it's your state of being, which is the combination of your thoughts and your feelings that create your, your matter right, your body. And uh, if you've ever wondered or have any skepticism, think about this. When was the last time you were turned on? When was the last time you were horny? When was the last time you had a sexual fantasy? And let that be proof enough that your thoughts impact your physiology. Today, I was... Um, thinking about this idea of like, wow, I'm really spending a lot of time meditating. I wonder if it's really worth it. And then to prove it to myself that it is worth it, I conjured up a fantasy, an image of myself and a particular individual. And I, I played out the whole drama of the back and forth exchange and uh, I played out the the intimacy and the sensuality, and I and I had the the whole visualization going in my mind of um, what they were wearing and where they were touching me and the feeling, and within thirty seconds, what happens to your body? Right, I'm not a woman, so I don't really know what would happen to a woman's body in that situation um, in terms of sensation. And I'm sure it's individual uh, for, per, for each woman. But 
in my case, in most men's cases, the arousal of those thoughts and feelings generate an arousal in our genitals, in um, the lower center of our body, the first center, energy center of our body, which is basically our reproduction organs, our testicles, our uh, penis, that area. And so within 30 seconds, I started feeling the sensation, the arousal, and as I continued to play out this imagery, it got more stimulating and more stimulating. And I'm going to leave the details out. But if you're, if there was any level, and I'm saying this as a reminder to myself, and through this thought and application experiment today, anecdotally sharing with you that it's pretty obvious if you've thought about the last time that you had a sexual fantasy or just you literally saw your partner or somebody that you're attracted to and you had the thought of what would it be like or you had the thought of this is about to happen because it's your partner, um, how quickly your body changes, how quickly being turned on stimulates your body. And so if the thought of physical intimacy can stimulate arousal in your system, how could a thought of me saying to myself, I am healthy, I am happy, I am strong, and seeing and conjuring up the image and playing out the visualization and sensing what it would look like and what it would smell like and what it would feel like and seeing myself as all of these things, how could it? How could I not know that although I'm not getting this uh, physical stimulation in my genitals, that there isn't progress on a cellular level progress in my systems, progress in my cells, progress in my organs, movement of my tissues, right? Communication of neurotransmitters from my brain. Like I have to know and be confident that the work that we're doing here with the meditation is useful. It is important. It does make a difference. And although you might not see it as instantaneously as when you think about a sexual fantasy like I did today, you have to believe that, and I do believe, that the thoughts of these ideas um, are stimulating my system and my cells are paying attention. And on the other side of that, that even if you're, and, and here's the real trick, is that the point of meditation is to be familiar with what are the unconscious thoughts and beliefs that you that you hold about yourself, which 95% based off of the research that I'm looking into from Joe Dispenza, 95% of your day is subconscious, it's unconscious, it's habitual, automated programs, automated thinking, redundant patterns. And so the meditation, the point is to become more aware and more conscious of the unconscious programs and thoughts that you have so that when you see them, you can ask yourself, is this the thought that I really want to have? Because if your thoughts can make you aroused and your thoughts can make you well, then is it possible that your thoughts can make you sick? And I believe that the programs that have been running 
my thoughts and my feelings have led me to the choices and behaviors that I made that landed me for the last five months not being able to walk. And so I'm becoming aware of those patterns of thinking and I'm changing my brain by saying, no, that's not actually what I want to think. That's not actually what I want to feel. And to change is to become greater, think greater than how you feel. Because if you feel a certain way today and you can't think greater than you feel, I'm saying this to Jonathan, Jonathan, if you can't think greater than you feel, then you will always think in alignment with how you feel. And if you think in alignment with how you feel, then you'll feel in alignment how you think and it'll become a, a continuous redundant cycle and I can predict what my future is going to look like and it's more than more of what it is now. And so no matter what situation you're in, mine just happens to be a matter of uh, my health and walking and mobility and independence. But no matter what your situation is, if you can't think greater than how you feel, then you can almost guarantee that you have a predictable future. And what really stood out to me the other day when I was listening to Joe is he said, are you more in love with your past or are you more in love with your future? Are you, do you believe more in your past or do you believe more in your future? Are you more committed to your past or are you more committed to your future? And if you're more committed to your future, then you need to think greater than how you feel. And I wanted to talk about the application of the meditation over the last few days. Yesterday, I had a tough morning um, and uh, it led me to uh, an emotional afternoon feeling like a burden around my parents because they're doing so much to take care of me. And I noticed it very quickly that, I, hey, I could feel how I'm feeling and I can, I can sense and, and I'm aware of what I'm thinking. And these aren't healthy thoughts. They're not supporting me. They're not making it easier for my parents. Let's take a moment and let's center ourselves. Let's center myself and let me get out of this pattern of thinking back into something that is going to be more productive, more healthy, more in alignment with the future that I want. And that happened over the course of maybe an hour or two. And that's called a refractory period. Joe talks about the importance of refractory period being that if you have an emotional reaction to something, let's just, let's just keep it really simple. Let's say, um, let's say you get fired from your job. Ah, that, that might be a little bit harsh. Um, let me, let's say, uh, Let's say your your mother-in-law made a comment about your parenting. Just follow me here. Just come with me. Come with me on this journey of your mother-in-law. So she, she makes a comment about your parenting that you don't like. And for the next three days, you're in a shitty mood. And someone comes up to you and said, well, what's wrong? Why are you in such a bad mood? Well, it's one long emotional reaction to that situation. And you say, well, three days ago, my, my mother-in-law said this. And if you have a if it if it lasts for days or weeks, Joe said it's called a mood. He said if your emotional reaction lasts weeks to months, it's called a temperament. 
if nine months later somebody says, you know, why is Jonathan like this? And they say, oh, I don't know, let's ask him. And then I say, oh, well, nine months ago, this happened to me. Then that's a temperament. And if it lasts years, it's called a personality trait. And this is important because he said, if there's one thing you can teach your kids, and if you don't have kids, then really we're talking about, if there's one thing you can learn and I can learn, it's to shorten your refractory period when you have emotional experiences or experiences that make you feel uh, negative emotions or emotions that aren't in alignment with your future, being able to shorten that. And the best way to do that is to be more conscious, more aware. So I said, I, I'm literally, as it's happening to me, I'm aware that it's happening to me. And that's been the benefit of all the meditation I've been doing. Even today, and this is the last example that I give, is uh, uh, my parents were helping me go outside we finally get out there. I'm on the wheelchair and they're transitioning me from the wheelchair to the table. And my foot was caught on something and I landed on the table and I landed on my hand. And uh, this has been like my, you know, part of my personality over the last few months is when things happen that cause me pain, my, my, I'm immediately thinking that it's the worst case scenario, that it's going to take me weeks, days, months to get better from this, this thing that just happened. I'm already in this situation now, this, and it's like almost unavoidable that a couple of those situations happen on a daily basis. But the, the reality of the situation was I landed on my hand and, I'm, and I went into my immediate conditioned pattern of fuck this is bullshit, fuck this, that hurt. And then I literally within three seconds saw myself reacting in that way. And I said to myself, Jonathan, it's not that bad. It's not a big deal. Calm down. And so my awareness, my consciousness, my knowing myself, becoming familiar with myself, of being able to see the unconscious program in action was a matter of seconds. And I'm not saying I'm perfect or that it happens like that every single time, but that happened to me today. Within three seconds, I said to myself, that is a conditioned program response. It's not that big of a deal. You don't need to respond that way. And that immediately changed the emotion that I felt. So the thought was, fuck this. I was aware of the thought and then I, I was able to say, no, change that. It's not that big of a deal. And so the emotion then, instead of feeling frustrated, irritated, impatient, angry, I felt relaxed and calm and that it was cool. And that, you know, that might not have been the best thing in the world to land on my hand. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be okay. And the real power of that is now my body is breaking the habit of being itself which is huge and hard to quantify with you right now but those will add up i know they will add up and the other part is the refractory period instead of going into the emotions of irritation and frustration and the the downstream ripple effect that that has on your body because your brain will produce chemicals in response to the emotion you feel. So as an example, if you feel um, horny, 
it's going to produce the chemicals so that you get aroused. Or if you feel gratitude, it's going to feel the chemicals that will help you experience heart opening and, and oxytocin and love. But if you experience negative emotions, it will also produce the chemicals that would be conducive to that environment. So I was able to stop that in its in its tracks and move forward with my day um, in a much more calm state. And if I truly want to heal, then I need for I need that to be my experience as often as possible. My body needs to know that it is not the mind. It's not in charge. Yes, I landed on my hand. I love you, body, and I am aware of you, and I will take care of you, but you do not control me anymore. I'm telling you it's going to be okay. I'm telling you you're fine. I love you. You're resilient. You're strong. We're going to be good. Let's roll over and move on with our day. And if we need to take care of this, like do some extra hand movements to strengthen our hand a little bit more, so be it. But I will not allow this to cause me to go into an hour of yelling at my parents because I didn't get on the table the way I wanted to get on the table. So um, that was my experience over the last few days. I've been meditating three hours a day for the last three weeks. Um, I'm really enjoying the experience. I've been having some f awesome meditations the best thing about it has been to have my mom participate with me every single night. We've done a meditation together every night for the last two weeks. And uh, my dad even joined me today. It's just been really beautiful to have these um, relaxing experiences with them, to share the meditation, to share the healing journey with them, and to hopefully over the next weeks and months see an impact in their lives as well. Love y'all. Hope that was insightful. Go get some naughty thoughts on y'all. And uh, don't stop visualizing the highest and greatest version of yourself um, and thinking greater than you feel. Much respect to Joe for all the work he's done to inspire me. I will uh, I'll stay on the path.